say, those folks must be crazy. <laughs> They're talking about, you know, when your steps and got shot. Praising? We don't have enough money to make it. You still going to praise it? When friends think you crazy and walk away from you still got the nerve to praise him? When sickness then invades your body and the doctors act like they don't know what to do, you gonna praise him? When, 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 when the boss on the job getting ready to fire you for no reason, and you still got the nerve to praise him? When the devil throwing everything at you and trouble on every hand, you still gonna praise him? When you done lost a loved one and tears keep on running down your face, will you still praise him? These folks must be crazy. Uh, they know something about Jesus that makes everything all right. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You've got some praise in the house. Crazy. 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 I'm going to try to preach this. Uh, finish up on this series. Don't have much of a voice, but we're going to do what we can with what we got. Thank you, choir, for leading us in the worship. Wayne, you need an ice pack or something over there, man. Those are some hard songs, man. You just... But thank you for giving it everything you got. You got your Bibles with you. Let's go to Isaiah. We're going to finish up this series. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. Mm. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Isaiah chapter 9, beginning in verse 6, reading out of the New American Standard. Reads as such in our hearing. For a, child, for a child will be born unto us, a son will be given to us. The government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end of the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David, he reigns. And over all his kingdom, to establish it, to uphold it with justice and righteousness. From then on, on and forevermore, 
the zeal of the Lord huh, will surely accomplish this. Amen. 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 The cost of our salvation. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that the presence of your spirit will continue during the preaching, that there will be an increase of anointing. We thank you for the praise period. We thank you for your spirit sweeping in, and we can't help but praise you. Now, Father, arrest our thinking, arrest our understanding. Open up our eyes, open up our ears. Allow me to preach with clarity and understanding. Lord, uh, order what should come out and stop what shouldn't. Speak to us. Speak to us collectively and speak to us personally. Father, even now, allow us to hear what the Spirit is saying. Allow it to be a rhema word, a living word. And when we leave out of here, that there will be a change in our spirit. That we have been moved from one dimension to another dimension. That we would know that there has been a shift in our spirits. Even now, in the mighty name of God, we pray. Amen. For to us, a child was born. That is the humanity of Jesus. That is that baby born in Bethlehem. Unto us, a son is given. That is the divineness, the eternalness, the foreverness has always been of Jesus. Two divine elements. One human, one God connect in one human being. And that's, that's more than what we really can understand. That, that's more than what really our, our, our minds can, can really grapple with. We can grapple with it and never really understand that. I, I'm not even trying to get us to understand that. It's too much for me to understand. But I want to at least give us an understanding of the cause and the reason of why God would do such a thing as this for us. I want us to understand that, that the Bible gives a picture of what it takes to save us had to be a kinsman, kinsman redeemer. You, you know the book of Ruth. You, you know what happened in Ruth, that in order for Ruth to, to be redeemed, in order for Naomi to be blessed, it had to be someone that was kin to her. Had to be somebody that would take Ruth, that was kin to Ruth's uh, husband. Nobody else. He, he had, Boaz was a kinsman, and because he was a kinsman, he could redeem. Jesus, as God, could not redeem us. But it took him to become one of us to pay the price for us in order to redeem us. I mean, do you recognize the cost of your salvation? 
do you recognize the 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 level that 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 him sitting on the throne of God being exalted as God, that angels worshiping him, and for him to wrap himself up in human. My question, I, I got two questions. Number one, the cost that he paid, and why did he think that much about you and I? <laughs> there must be more to us that meets the eye. Well, look at the person next to you. You really don't know who you sit next to. You, you really don't know what God has in there. Matter of fact, look at yourself. Look, look at yourself. Look at yourself. You really don't know who you are. You, you, you're allowing other people to define who you are. But the truth of the matter, there's more in you that meets your own eye. We have allowed, we have allowed life to define who we think we are. We have allowed what happened to us, what was said about us, the dysfunction of our parents to define our significance. We have allowed things on the outside to make us think that we are somebody or we are nobody. You know, you know, you know, let me just say. None of us is born in this world knowing who we are. You get a, a view of who you are through the eyes of everybody else. Uh, let me go a little bit deeper. And if mama and daddy was jacked up, it stands a good chance that baby jacked up. <laughs> you know, how can I say this? There's some, some folks, some family, you can tell that it's the family because they all got the same ears, nose, lips, marked by that. But then there is a spiritual and soul connection that even goes deeper than the DNA because the physical is a pattern for the spiritual. And if, and if there is things that are passed down in the physical, then there are things that have a, 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 a protocol, a, a clivity to be passed down in the spiritual. You don't even have to see mama and daddy do it, but you still got it. If, if, if mama and daddy didn't break it, then it's left to you to break it. I had to say, I had to say that sometimes, sometimes the very things we picked up from our parents is the very things we need to let go of. Just because mama and daddy and grandmama and grandpappy had to do it don't mean that you need to do it and definitely don't need to pass it on to the children. Because everything is not coming out of the spirit it's coming out of the soul. And, and sometimes we can be, there's some folks, there's families that's been in bondage for years. Well, let, let, me, let me see if I can help us out. Just because you don't take, smoke, snort, crack no more, don't mean you don't have crackish ways. 
just, just because you don't do that no more don't mean that your ways, because we pick up ways that need to be broken. What we don't understand is Jesus becoming one of us was tempted with us at all points and defeated the Satan and defeated sin at all points as our representative, which means then if you are in Jesus, that means that the power that Satan had over you, the power that sin had over you, the, 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 the power that you couldn't overcome has been broken. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Now God is processing us to walk in what Jesus has given us. Now, it's going to take the rest of your life to walk in everything, but there ought to be some things that are shaking off as we walk. Oh, oh listen, look, watch this, watch this, watch this. You, you can't tell me that you ought to be in the exact same place 20 years after your salvation. You can't tell me that you start off with a nasty, nasty attitude and you're going to end up with a nasty. Listen, it may not be as sweet as some folks, but you ought to be sweeter than when you first begun. Why? Because, because there is a working of the Holy Spirit that says that the truth will set Jesus became one of us to overcome for us what we could not overcome ourselves. We are either walking in the steps of Adam that fell or we are trying to walk in the steps of Jesus. And if we're walking in the steps of Jesus, the victory has already been his government is not just going to come. His kingdom is already here. And if we, if you are a Christian, you are in his kingdom. I, I think I said this before, but I got to say this again. The hardest person to see, for me to see, is me. The hardest person for you to see is Most of the time, we're going to make ourselves look better than we really. We don't, we don't compare ourselves to folks we think is better than us. We compare ourselves to folks that we think we. But the truth of the matter is, I need to take my eyes off of folks, put it on Christ. And then to let the light of Christ shine on me and shine on the air is not where I'm strong, but where I'm weak. And allow God to work on my weakness because that's where Satan's going to attack us. It is almost not dual personality, but he had dual existence. He had a spiritual existence 
and a natural existence. But, but let me be honest with you. Now that you are in Christ Jesus, Christ is now in and you are now in Christ. So just like Jesus had a dual existence, we have a dual existence. What is happening is, as the new man is standing up, the new man that is created after Christ Jesus in righteousness the old man ought to be sitting. Both cannot stand up at the same time. I hate to say it, but some of us are playing musical chairs. Now I just, now I'm leaving right there. When I sit down, you stand up. When you, then you stand up, I sit down. Now stand up. So wonder we don't know who we are. So wonder folks think we crazy. Because by moment by moment, we're changing from hallelujah to cuss you out. Hallelujah. I'm going to knock you out. Until we learn and get sick and tired of the yo-yo. You know, you know what? What makes us chase Jesus is that we get sick and tired of self. Listen, Jesus was tempted. We're going to be tempted. Being tempted is not sin. Let me say that again. The thoughts is not sin. I was in Bible class, and they said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because if you look upon a woman, he said, but look what it said. If you look upon a woman and begin to lust, well, lust. Lust is when you are determined to do what you shouldn't do. You are now plotting and planning. And if the opportunity presents itself, there's no question whether you're going to. Tempted is, uh, look good, but Lord, I love you more. You stop yourself. Satan is going to dangle the mess in your face. Just the way you like it. If you like it upside down, inside out, he like he gives it to you that way. Like it with, with, with chocolate on the chair, guess what? Whipped cream. However, He's been watching you. You like it like this? He gives it to you like that? But watch this. He presented, you don't have to reach your hand for it. We are in Christ. Because now, 
our new representative, our new self in Christ Jesus gives us the ability to say, I stop myself. The power. Now look, watch this. I believe that the Bible says he not only gives us the power, he also takes care of our want-tos. Well, I said, you have two want-tos. The spirit says, do the will of God. But guess what the old man says? So, we are either acting. This is what is confusing. We are either acting out of the old self or the new self. We are acting out of Jesus or Adam who was influenced by the devil. Let me take you a step further. We, everything had a spiritual influence behind it. Which means then, according to whatever we allow to influence us, that's the way we're going. Let me take it another step further. Whatever we condition ourselves to hear, that's what we're going to hear. That's why having the word of God is so important. Because when you have the word of God inside of you, when the devil comes and throws something at you, the word of God will rise up and say, see, the devil hates what I'm doing right now because I'm exposing how he operates. Did you know that the devil, if he could, would take you out? Let me help somebody out. Somebody going through a whole lot of mess. And one of the reasons why you're going through a whole lot of mess is because the devil don't want you to become who God has called you to be. And he will mess with everything in your life to get you off track. He'll mess with your children. He'll mess with your marriage. He'll make your dog chase the cat. Then the cat turn around and chase the dog. Then there'd be a mouse chasing both of them. He will mess it up. I mean, he would make things go crazy so that you would think you. How can I? I, I, I got to say this. I got to. Because somebody in here is about ready to lose their mind. Let me say this. Let hell go back to hell. If God is a keeper, don't you allow circumstances to make you lose your mind. You tell yourself, I'm not losing my mind today. I'm covered under the blood of Jesus. Situations will make you lose your mind. If you allow it to. Why do you think God has given us his peace? Not the peace of the world. Your circumstance can't take your peace unless you are locked. He is the prince of peace. You know what I'm saying? I would not need his peace if trouble wasn't going to come my way. Since trouble going to come your way, God says, I got that covered. You know what? We got to trust. We got to trust that God has already went to the end of your life made you victorious, 
walk to the beginning of your life and said, now start. You got to believe that even where you are right now, God has the answer and his grace is keeping you. Because if he did not ordain you to go through what you're going through, you wouldn't be going through it. So apparently what you're going through is preparing you for whatever God has for you in the future. So hold on to his unchanging hand and say, Lord, you got something good for me in the future. Because if I'm going through all this, the devil's trying to stop what you're trying to bring up out of me. So, Lord, I'm going to trust you. They tried to kill Jesus. Jesus had to go to Egypt, call out of... It's always a pattern, y'all. It's always a pattern. If, if, if the devil not knowing everything about Jesus tried to kill him, and we are now in Jesus, and we got giftings to tear up his kingdom, don't you think that he might be trying to at least hinder you? If he could kill you? And many times what we do, we blame God for what we're going through. What I'm learning is this. That song is right. Praise God in the midst of praising, even when you don't feel like it. You may not understand, but sometimes you got to praise your way through. Let's go to some scripture. Where I want to go. Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, 11. This is speaking of the Jesus coming down. He's coming down for us because he already was being praised. He already was exalted. He who also existed in the form of God. Who exists in the form of God but God? Nobody. He did not regard like this. Equality. What is it saying? He was equal to God the Father. Not lesser than God the Father. They were same in everything. God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son. It was totally united, one. It's, it's one God, three personalities. And at the beginning, they shared everything as one for the purpose of salvation. Say that with me. For the purpose of salvation, Jesus became one of us. He humbled himself. He came down. He said he did not grasp it. He did not hold on to it. But he emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant, that is a man, becoming in the likeness of a man, being found in the appearance of a man. He humbled himself again, became obedient to death. Well, doesn't everyone die? Well, Jesus never sinned, so he wasn't supposed to die. The first Adam wasn't going to die until he disobeyed. Guess what? We wasn't supposed to die. But because we are in the second, the first Adam, death reigns to all men. Not just physical death, but spiritual death. Spiritual death again. I don't think I told you all. Let me do this quickly. 
Hell is not going to be a party. Did I tell y'all that? I didn't tell y'all that. Did I tell y'all that? I said that last week. Okay, let me, let me, let me just, since y'all already know, I'm just going to go to the beam. Even the demons are not having a party now. The man that is in the tomb cutting himself with rocks. You know what he's doing? He is displaying the agony that the demon that possessed him is in. After they come down off the Mount of Transfiguration and Jesus has been up there with Peter, John, and James, they are down at the bottom and there's a little boy, a young boy, a young teenager that is demon-possessed and it says that he throws himself in fire and throws himself in water. And Jesus asked the question, how long has he been like that? Because in order for it to show that type of manifestation, that little boy had been possessed for a long time. Now my question is this, since that demon has made the little boy his home, why is he trying to kill his home. Let me parallel this, okay? When, when the guy comes out of the den, comes up running to him, he said, Jesus, are you going to torment us and send us to the outer darkness now? They ain't coming to fight. But what he's saying is, he said, he said, send us to the pigs. And even the pigs had enough sense to say, oh, no. And they jumped off the cliff. <laughs> My question then is, if he has a resonance in a person and not in the outer darkness, why would he try to destroy his home unless he's acting out who he is because he left his first state and the mercy of God has been withdrawn. That's what, that's what, that's, that's, I, I believe, I, I, I think I said this before, I believe that the fire of hell is a consolation to give you relief from the conscience of hell. Never forget as a, as a, as a, I was probably a teenage young kid or something, seen this movie of this marathon runner, he had stomach cancer, he did not want to take the pain medicine, and the family was rushing from the stove to the, to the, to the, to the, to the faucet with steaming hot water pouring on him because the pain of the hot water relieved the pain of his stomach. Okay, watch this. You can be in such con thinking agony, your conscience in such agony that the fire, the pain of the physical fire will be a relief from what you're going through. Isaiah, Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 is 750 years before the coming of Christ. Isaiah is prophesizing about a suffering servant. The Israelites are the nation of Israel. The Jewish people even today think that this is a prophecy about them. They miss it. They don't understand that this is a prophecy about the Messiah that was going to come, who did come, who was Jesus. Since Isaiah is looking into the future, he is speaking about what's going to happen. There is a dual suffering that takes place with Jesus on the cross. His physical suffer, but also his spirit suffer. Here in these first verses, what you have is you have the physical suffer. Surely our griefs himself bore, our sorrows he carried, yet, yet 
our self-esteem stricken. He is smitten of God and afflicted. He was pierced through for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquity. The chastisement of our well-being fell upon him. And this is what it's saying. It's that because he took on the pain, you don't have to stay in the pain that you're in. Right, someone don't hear me. Let me, 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 let me illustrate this. Let me illustrate this. Not only do we suffer condemnation because of sin, but all of us been sinned against. When we are sinned against, it makes you think differently about yourself. Depending on how bad you've been bruised, hurt, and all of that, it will hinder from God, from you allowing God to bring up out of you what God has placed in you. Which means that in order for us to walk in the, in the fullness of who God wants us to be, there has to be a part of the cross of the salvation message that can heal us from anything that this world has thrown at us emotionally. God doesn't intend for you to stay an emotional wreck. God does not intend for you to stay in bondage for what happened to you. There has to be some place at the cross that heals you, that you can say, that happened to me, but that's not me. Yes, they did that, but guess what? I'm free from what they did. That doesn't hold me anymore. That does not define who I am. I hate to say it, but there's a whole lot of saved folks who need to be delivered. They, they know they're going to heaven, but they are still in bondage from the devilment that happened to them. I came to say today that at the cross, at the cross, Jesus dealt with that. You don't have to stay down. You can get up. I think that's a missing message in the gospel. I think that's a missing message that a lot of us don't hear. We think that we are still in bondage because something happened to us. I want you to know if you take it to Jesus and you forgive the folks that hurt you, that that hurt can't hold you no more. I've seen folks come out of terrible stuff. And the devil tried to kill them. But God said, hey, I got a number for you. I'm going to turn what you did around. And now I'm going to lift them up and send them back to bless other folks. That's the healing he's really talking about there. Not so much the physical, but the emotional. Don't have to walk with your head down. Why with your head up? Don't look away from people. Look at people. Know that God has made you to be something. Uh, this, 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 is what I have, this is what I'm learning. The more stuff that was threw at you must be because there must be a whole lot in you. Uh, somebody didn't hear me. I got to say that again. If you've been through hell and back, the reason why you've been through hell and back, because the devil saw that God has placed 
some blessings in you and that you was going to become a blessing to, to God to bless a whole lot of people. And the devil has tried to be stopping you for all the time of your life. And you ought to tell the devil, no more, no more. Uh, see, 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 folks don't, wanna, folks don't want you to know they've been through anything. But I tell you what, all of us been through something. Because none of us came out of a perfect family. All of us came out of dysfunction. But you don't have to allow the dysfunction of grandpappy, of grandmama, to keep you down. Let me, let me, let me move on. Let's go to verse, skip up to verse 11. That's the physical part. That's the emotional part. That's the part he tapped into. But, but watch this. As a result of the anguish of his soul. In the Old Testament, they related the soul and spirit together because there had not been the born-again experience. So in their concept, it is soul, but also means spirit. And look what it says. He will see it. He, the Father, will see Jesus' soul in anguish and will be satisfied. Remember I told you about the mercy of God being withdrawn from those that go to hell? Well, guess what? Jesus had to suffer the mercy of his Father being withdrawn from him. Why you think the last three hours there was silence and it became dark that even God said, I can't watch this. I know I caused it, but, but, but why you think he said, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? Do you think he was just, eh, 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 just saying words? He was letting us know what was happening. By this knowledge, the righteous one, my servant, will justify many. He will bear the iniquity. Verse 12. Therefore, I will allot to him a portion to the grave. He will divide the booty of the strong because he poured out himself unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he himself bare the sins of many and intercede for the transgressor. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to tell you the cost of our salvation. That Jesus came down and he went down into the grave. He, he went all the way down. And, but guess what? When he went down, he picked up you. He picked up me. The only way, I, I, think, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think that there's three times that God plays in dirt. Might be more, but I could, I don't know, three times. Remember the first time in Genesis chapter, chapter, chapter 2, verse 7, it says that he formed man out of the dust. He'll plant in dirt, y'all. But he blew. There's another time when the woman was caught in sin and Jesus But the third time, they took him and laid him in a tomb. Guess what? While he was laying in that tomb, he was gathering you and me. 
While he was laying in that tomb, he came down. Listen, the only reason why Jesus came down, that he had to come down to pick us up. Listen, God on his throne, we couldn't reach up to him. And his holiness refused for him to reach down to us. But when God became a man, love showed up. The love that he had for you, the love they had for me. He came down 42 generations and walked with us and talked with us and ate with us, became one of us. And when they killed him, when he allowed himself to die on the cross and went to the grave, he picked us up. Now watch this. He picked you up. He picked me up. He didn't go back up by himself. But when he stepped up the glory, y'all don't hear me. He was carrying somebody. He was carrying somebody. He went as low as you went, but he picked you up, wrapped you up in his arms, said, I'm going back up to glory. Now, I want to know, are you lifted up with Jesus? Are you lifted up with Jesus? Because if you're lifted up with Jesus, when he sat down, you sat down. When he raised, you raised. Some of y'all look confused, but let me explain. I told you, God don't work within time. He made time. So he stands outside of time, but then he chooses to step in time. So if you are in Jesus, before he made a foundation in the world, he already set you down with Jesus. Hold on. Haven't even started things yet. But you already sitting. Reigning with Jesus. Yes, sir. He hasn't even went to Genesis 1-1 yet. Y'all don't hear me. Why? Because God started at the end, then went to the beginning. Then he said, let there be. Now watch this. No matter what happens between here and there, He's already seated with Jesus. No matter what comes up between here and there, it's already fixed. No matter how many times you fall and get back up, at the end, you already win. No matter what you're going through right now, he already fixed it. Already sitting down in Jesus. Already completed. The devil going to try everything to get you from not fulfilling your purpose. But the Bible says set your eyes Oh, Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. That's why 
You don't have to see how he's going to do it. You just need to know he's going to do it. Well, how you know he's going to? I already read the end of the story, and I know that the hero wins. When I'm reading the rest of the story, I don't get fearful. When it looks like that he's going to get killed, I don't start sweating. Know how I know? I already went to the end and saw the end of the story, and I saw that we win. So no matter how hard it gets, you don't have to lose your mind. No matter what the devil tries, you don't have to have a hissy fit. No matter how hard it gets, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Watch this, watch this, watch this. If Jesus paid that type of cost to sit you down, do you think he's going to lose you along the way? Hold on. Somebody didn't get that. Somebody didn't get that. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Watch, watch, watch. If he paid everything he had to sit us down before he started the thing, once he really starts you, do you think he's going to allow anything to prevent you to get to what he already finished, it cost him too much to save you, to lose you to a devil that's already lost. Y'all didn't hear that. It cost him too much to lose you to a devil that's already lost. How, how then does this help me? That lets me know that I can praise my way through. Why? Because the momentary thing is not the end of the thing. And even though I don't know how, I win. He's going to work it out. But I just believe he done invested too much. He done invested too much in us to allow the devil to win this thing. And if I'm already seated in heavenly places, if, he rose, if, I, if I rose with him, hold on. Then I'm finished. I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. Did you know that the symbol of baptism is really a death? It is, it is for the Jews. It was a breaking of a contract saying you are no longer bound by the old contract. So therefore, I have died and you're going to remarry the new contract. For us who are Gentiles, 
who was not privy to the Old Testament contract, it means that we are dying to the old man. And we're being raised up to the new man. That means that something got to die. Something got to sit down. Something got to let go. The devil can't hold on to you. If you walk in your new, the self in you, the one that Christ is in. Because watch this. Baptism means this also. Let's, let's take a step deeper. Then I'm finished. I'm finished. We ready to go home. We finished. For the day, we finished. Okay? We, you know, we come back another time. I'm done. Okay? But also, we are baptized into Christ. Now, not, not the water baptism, because the water baptism is just a symbol of what has already happened when you accepted Jesus. But when you accept Jesus, you are baptized into the Holy Spirit who places you in Christ. But I got another one for you. And places Christ in you. Hold on, hold on. So when the devil see you coming, he see Jesus coming. Hold on, hold on. Watch this. He doubts that you know who you are. Hold on, hold on. You have to prove to him that you know who you are. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He, 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 he's betting that you still jacked up from your past. And though he knows that Christ is in you, Unless you believe it, it doesn't help you. Oh, y'all don't hear me. So what he's going to do is sit an imp on your shoulder and talk to you. And a lot of us allow the imp to talk instead of talking back. You know what you need to do? You need to open up your mouth. Tell the devil, do you know who I am? I'm a child of the king. I've been washed in the blood of the lamb. I know who I am. I'm somebody. He died for me. He rose for me. When Jesus got up, I got up. In the name of Jesus, get behind me, Satan. Shut up, Satan. I'm going to praise him because I know in whom I believe. I know who I am. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. Because of Jesus, I can tell a demon, get behind me. Because of Jesus, I can tell the storm, you got to move. Because of Jesus, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. Is there anybody in the house that is seated with Jesus? Is there anybody in the house that got Jesus on the inside? Is there any?
Devil, shut up. Don't work no more. Don't work no more. I believe the word. I believe what God says. I believe what Jesus did. There's something on the inside that tells me I'm more than this. There ought to be something inside of you saying, I'm better than the mess. Eternity is in my soul. Quit allowing your circumstances to define who you are. Doesn't matter who didn't like you. Don't matter you were the black sheep. Matter of fact, God specializes in black sheep. He specializes in folks that other people don't like. He specializes in folks that don't fit in. You wasn't meant to fit in. The power of God is extended towards us. The power that lifts Jesus up from the grave is the same power. Ephesians chapter 1 is the same power that God exerts towards you 24-7. If he paid that much to save you, won't he do as much to keep you? Won't he do as much to bring you through? Won't he do as much to make sure you get to your destiny? The question is, are we going to believe what he has done are we going to believe what's happening to us? Are we going to believe what we see? Or are we going to believe what we know? Because your events, your happenings will change. But what God has done, sit down again, man. It won't change. Press your way through. How do you press? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I trust you, Lord. Hallelujah. I praise you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. You didn't even have to come get me, but you got me. And since you got me, I know you're going to keep me. So I'm going to run on and see what the end is going to be. Somebody here, he paid it all for you. It cost him everything. It cost him his his earthly life to save you. You don't have to remain where you are. There's power extended towards you. Today is your day. A new beginning. 
that God welcomes you home, that the power of Christ on the cross will be revealed to you. And when he got up, you got up. If you're here today, come on. Let us pray with you. Let us talk with you. Let's start this race new for 2014. Let's start it new in Christ Jesus. Come on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Um, yes, Lord. Someone else, if you're here today, come on. Let's walk this thing out for 2014 in Christ Jesus.